Are you ready to apply God's Word into your everyday life? Welcome to Ancient Mysteries Kingdom Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Rabbi Kurt Landry. Together, we will unlock the ancient principles of the Bible that empower your faith and equip you to move into greater levels of kingdom authority. Shalom and Shona Tova. Happy New Year on this Trending Tuesdays. I really want to talk to you about something that's so important. I'm going to call it the mystery of biblical finance. The mystery of biblical finance is absolutely important in this hour because the Lord is in the business right now of transferring authority. And when he's transferring authority, he also transfers wealth right at the beginning. And so I think this fall feast is a great opportunity for you to be able to sow a seed and be able to start positioning your life financially, physically, and spiritually for a promotion and an advancement. So first of all, I want to share with you what I want you to know is I want you to know it's not difficult to operate in biblical finance. I love it when people say with buildings, and this is true, I believe it to a certain amount, they say if you build it, they will come. And most of the time they will. But with biblical finance, if you'll align your life to the structure of biblical finance, the money will come. I know people say, well, you're a prosperity preacher or those negative things. But I ask you this question. When you got up this morning, did you have breakfast or coffee? It costs money. You had the heat on or the air conditioning. It costs money. You are in either an apartment, a home, uh, whatever, some type of shelter, whatever it is, from a tent to the penthouse, it all costs money. When you get ready to uh, purchase anything that's on earth right now, it takes a monetary exchange. And so money is important. And that's why Solomon said that money is an answer to all things. Money does not just purchase things, but it gives you position and it gives you authority. So the Lord in this biblical year that we're in right now, we're in the 10 days of awe, the Lord is purifying our pay because it's 80. He's purifying our words and our actions and deeds to align with what God wants to do in this next 10-year season of time. This biblical feast offering that you're giving, you need to not only understand, listen, I am not, this is, there's no manipulation here to give, get you to give. This isn't about giving to the ministry. This is about sowing a seed into the kingdom. So I kind of want to, first of all, go to Malachi chapter 3, and I'm going to highlight a few things here in this few minutes. Malachi 3 is a prophetic word from the prophet Malachi. Israel did not listen, and they went into a dark age for hundreds of years. But he said, Behold, I send a messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, and whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. So Jesus didn't come suddenly. So some people translate this scripture out saying the messenger is Jesus. Jesus did not come suddenly. Okay, Jesus was conceived, uh, as we know, divinely conceived, nine months in his mother's womb, basically 30 years 
before he actually even started his ministry. This suddenly message is the message of the one new man. It's the message of the covenant. It's the message that we are grafted in. The Lord's revelation of what we're doing together as Jew and Gentile as one new man. Then I want to, it says, who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand? He appears like a refiner's fire and a launderer's soap. So there's going to be difficult times that come uh, before the return of Messiah. But in verse 4, it says, the offering, speaking of the feast offerings, is what it's speaking of. It's speaking of the offering of Passover, Pentecost, and Tabernacles. Okay, so that would be Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuot. I'm sorry, Shavuot and Sukkot. So, this offering, he says, of Judah and Jerusalem. So, that offering of the priesthood, Judah, the praisers, Jerusalem, the government. That there would be a king-priest anointing that would come and then offerings would be restored. And the offerings would be pleasant unto the Lord in the days of old as in the former years. And then he says, and I will come near to judge Swiftly the witnesses against the sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, exploiting of wage earners, widows and orphans, and against those who turn away aliens, because they do not fear me, says the Lord. Well, that's the season we're in. All these things are coming into a season of where the Lord is judging them. But the Lord says, listen, many are going to come and say, I've changed. But I say in verse 8, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. When you're born again and grafted in, you become a son of Jacob, just like me. I may have Jacob's DNA, but when your heart is circumcised, you're born again, you become part of the Israel of God. We are one new man from the two, thus making peace. But then he says, once we are born again, he starts speaking of requirements to be able to get abundance. And he says, yet... In the days of your fathers, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. And the Lord says this, and this is where we are. Right now, we're in the 10 days of awe. It's the teshuva in Hebrew, which means return. It says, return or teshuva to me and I'll return to you. So the Lord says, you return first and then I'll return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But in which way shall we return? So it's important to understand that what we're returning to, he asks a question, very much like Jesus. Jesus always asks questions. I love his style of ministry. I like his social interaction because he always asks questions. And the question he's asking us right now, will a man rob God? Well, I mean, if you just simply let's focus on will a man rob God? Well, certainly I don't want to be like a God robber. I don't want to go in, in my prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Oh, wait a minute. You're a God robber. We're not listening to you. So it says, will a man rob God? Yet, then you have, then, and then yet you have robbed me. So God's saying, you robbed me. And then we say here, but we say, in what way have we robbed you? And here's the key, in tithes and offerings. When you do not pay or invest or sow the seed of a tithe and offering, then in the courts of heaven, the accuser of the brethren, Satan, calls us a God robber. And it's one of the keys, but the mystery is bringing the special offering at Passover, Pentecost, and now you have the opportunity in the fall feast and the Feast of Tabernacles. It says in verse 9, it says, You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, 
even the whole nation. So the whole nation has robbed. It's one of the problems we have as a nation because we have such a low percentage of people even in the church that bring 10% of their tithes of their income to the Lord. The thing about a tithe is a tithe is never ours. Legally, the tithe always belongs to the Lord. But the offering is what releases the abundance, and that's a free will choice, just like the tithe is the free will choice. But technically, in the biblical finance, that 10%, God sends you $100, 90% is yours, 10% is his. You never legally own that. Now, when you give offerings over and above, whether it's alms or tithes, I mean alms or, uh, you know, uh, free, free will offerings and feast offerings, those are percentages of what you desire. You want to be able to give to the Lord and it is balanced off your increase. The Lord is not trying to sacrificially ask you to give. You can sacrificially give during times of great need. But on a feast offering, he says, whatever I blessed you with, then you bless me back. And he says, if you do this and you bring your tithes into the storehouse, and the storehouse where you sow the seed is no different than planting a seed in the ground. If the soil is rich, it's prepared, then you're going to have a big harvest. If the soil where you sow the seed is not, there's sin in the camp, it's not biblically aligned, then you're going to not have. That's why Jesus said, some have a return, some 30, some 60, and some hundredfold return. But here's the blessing for being a God blesser and not a God robber. It says that I might have food in my house. He says, and he even tries this. It almost, it's amazing that the Lord would say, try me or test me in this, okay? Says the Lord of hosts, that I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour out such a blessing. So the windows of heaven... When they're open, that's where healing, favor, deliverance, peace, protection, all those things come through an open heaven. You need an open heaven over your house. And then it goes on to say, I will pour out such a blessing that there'll not be room enough to receive it. So the Lord's going to give you an abundance. Why does he give you more than what you need? Is so that you can glean or be able to take care of your neighbors. And I know that in our neighborhood where we live, we support the neighborhood. We support the fire department. We support different things in the neighborhood. And it's given us favor. Over the over 10 years that we've lived in our area, people know that we're part of the community. Why? Because we have abundance and we can give out of the abundance to the community. Okay? If you sow favor, you will reap favor. And uh, then... Also, protection, spiritual warfare. Malachi 3.11 says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. You know, with perilous pestilence coming, according to Matthew 24, we need to have our seed in the ground and we need protect our seed by being God blessers, not God robbers. Nor shall your vine fail to bear fruit in the field. That actually is an allegorical statement about your children. Children are the fruit of your vine. You want your children prosperous. You, you don't want them to have to stray from the Lord and come back. Listen, you want them to come back and be prosperous right from the beginning and continue. And says the Lord of hosts, and this is excellent. He says, all the nations or the ecclesia or all the ethnos, all you need to have favor. I love about Kurt Landry Ministries. When you come here, if you were here for the feast last night, um, you saw every color 
every shape. Everybody comes to House of David. It's a melting pot. I love that. But all the nations will call you blessed, and you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. So I want to invite you to go to kurtlandry.com forward slash feasts, plural, F-E-A-S-T-S, kurtlandry.com forward slash feast. But before you do that, I want you to watch this video to see where you're sowing your seed. The Lord is awakening our souls during the fall feasts. His Spirit reminds us that the defenders of Israel are critical to keeping the Promised Land protected. They need continued prayers and support to be the watchmen on the walls. The next generation needs covenant awareness, revelation, and power. As part of the One New Man, you have a high calling to stand with Israel. Pray for her protection, deliverance, and refuge. Leave a legacy to future generations. You are sowing into the safe haven in Beit Shan, where hundreds of soldiers have found refuge. Distributing Reclaiming Our Forgotten Heritage and t-shirts to soldiers, where over 10,000 soldiers are reading about the message of the One New Man. Praying and giving when more than 3,000 rockets were fired over Israel. 500 soldiers stationed on the Gaza border received your direct support. Giving backpacks to those in need. 200 children in Israel received backpacks full of school supplies. Supporting life. Over 79,000 children's lives were spared from abortions through the Efrat program that we support. You are leaving a legacy, a legacy that lasts, a legacy that fulfills prophecy. This is our assignment as we move into the new year. The Lord is restoring His people and healing families. This is the Isaiah 43, 5 word. He is immersing us into the power of our personal priesthood. How do we respond? By aligning with the Lord to finish what He started. He has started something in you. He has started something in Israel. Divine revelation happens when Jew and Gentile come together. Let us continue to sow into God's covenant restoration by getting the message of the one new man into the hands of soldiers through reclaiming our forgotten heritage distribution, teaching the next generation about their heritage through resources for our children, sowing into new life by helping pregnant mothers see the life they carry through the eyes of God. God is not done. We are not done. This will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. Psalm 102, 18. <laughs> praise the Lord. Listen, I want to thank you. Everything you see on that video is because of you. We built a bridge if you would have told me 30 years ago when I had to hide the fact that I was a Jewish believer working in Israel doing humanitarian aid, never could use the term rabbi. Um, literally, I was almost like had to hide myself. And for General Benny Gatz, the Minister of Defense, to bless us to bring my book, Reclaiming Our Forgotten Heritage, it's always been Christy and I's heart and the ministry, the partner and the leaderships here is to say to Israel, when it's time, when the Lord says the time to favor Zion is now, and it is, 
And the Lord wants to bring a blessing to Israel of the gospel, which it is. I wanted the gospel of the one new man. Why? I want those soldiers and all those that get this book to know one thing. And you're sowing a seed into that. It's okay to be Jewish with Jesus. You haven't betrayed your family. You haven't betrayed your, your government. You're still a good soldier with Jesus. Because that's what culture says. Culture shames Jews when they accept Jesus and say, you're no longer a Jew. You're now a goyim. You're a Gentile. That season of that shame is being delivered from us as a people. And it's time for the soldiers. It's time for our safe house girls and boys and our young people. It's time for our Holocaust survivors to read a testimony, to experience the book of Revelation where it says, and they overcame him, Satan, the liar, by the blood of the lamb and the word of the book our book, our testimony. I want to thank you for giving. I want to thank you for giving right now. Go to kurtlandry.com forward slash feast plural F-E-A-S-T-S. I want you to sow your most generous seed. Father God, for those that are sowing the seed right now on this trending Tuesday or in the archive, Lord, I ask that whatever their hearts desire, this is what I want to pray for you. Right now, I want you just to close your eyes and I want you to ask yourself this question. Just close your eyes. And the question is this. If you could do anything with your life, money was no object. And the Lord said to you, I guarantee if you do this, you'll succeed. The question is, what is that? So let's name this fall feast seed destiny. Sow into your destiny. My Uncle Lou that helped raise me, my godfather, he used to say he was a very successful businessman, not a believer. But he used to say, if you're not willing, he said, Curtis, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, don't expect anybody else to invest in you. He says, you're of great value. You have great potential. He's speaking to an orphan. He's speaking to a child that was born with no advantage. And he planted that seed. When you sow a seed, according to Malachi, yes, you're investing in the kingdom. But the word of God says, as long as there is a kingdom of God, there shall be seed time and harvest. You sow the seed, you'll harvest the results in your life. So Shona Tova, God bless you. Please share, follow, like, and subscribe to our network. Because the time to favor Zion is now. And you're grafted into Zion. Shalom. Thank you for listening to Ancient Mysteries Kingdom Principle Podcast. Like what you heard? Then visit us at kurtlandry.com for free resources that will empower your faith to walk in greater levels of kingdom authority. 
Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Kurt Landry Ministries. See you next week.